Hi, this is Jeffrey Blake of Global Gratitude, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. So I'm very excited because any friend of Zeffens is a friend of mine off the bat, and he only knows amazing people. And when I looked into what you did and do with Global Gratitude, I was like, you know what? Yeah, he is a dream chaser that needs to be shared with the audience. So one, congratulations on what you're doing with Global Gratitude. Thank you. Can you tell tell the audience uh, what it is? Yeah, global gratitude, if we were to think about it, is kind of a a bigger umbrella. And what it all started with was having a feeling that I needed to create something that got so strong that I couldn't not create it. And that Mm -hmm. thing was global gratitude jar, where I had just run a workshop on gratitude with uh, my fellow Baltimoreans. And I had about 20 people in the room. I considered giving them like a physical jar to like fold up their little piece of paper and put it in each day. But at that time, I was in a little bit of a minimalist phase. So I said, I'm not going to give them more junk. I'm just going to create a digital space for us, not just for them, for us, because it turned into a a community so fast. And uh, for a while, I was just posting a daily prompt asking what people could be grateful for, as well as uh, posting what I was grateful for. And it was hit or miss. Like there was some bursts of activity and Mm -hmm. then it dropped down a little bit. And then I very much renewed my commitment to the group in December of 2019. And I said, I'm going to do this for a year straight and I'm not going to miss a day. And anybody that joins me, I will track your run streaks and your consistency to help make it a little bit easier because I know how hard it is. Even as the founder of the thing, sometimes Mm -hmm. I forget to post the night before. Uh, So I said, I'm going to make this commitment. This is going to be my thing. And it just absolutely lit on fire. It went from 30 something people to, I think as of yesterday, we have 470, which is not massive by any means, but that's six months of growth. That's huge. Yeah. It's beautiful community interaction and I love it and and here's why I was so um I wanted you on is because of that resiliency that you have yeah. right you go through a struggle it doesn't turn out necessarily the way you would hope right you see so many things on tv and movies and uh dreams and people talk to you and like hey it's all success and everything's easy as that you snap your fingers people will come right feel the dreams if you build it they will come um and then it doesn't. But then you come back and you're like, hey, let's do this again. I will help you. Right. Because that's also not easy. You offering to help them track it. 400 yeah. plus members. Yeah. Helping to track for 365 days. Yeah. And now after listening to this, hopefully you guys are going to go check out Global Gratitude and sign up. Right. 
I'm going to go sign up after this episode. So there you are. And, you know, you keep at it and you have this growth. You have this movement. Why was it important, though, for you to do global gratitude? We talked about, you know, feeling that you wanted to do something. But why gratitude? It is. It's a great connector. Um, I have an unshakable feeling inside of me, even when I, I really don't want to have this feeling. I have this feeling that I will be a, a part of the positive change in the world. Like mm-hmm. even when I just want to be lazy and do nothing, I still have that feeling and it bothers me. I, I, I say if I, sometimes I would probably try and get rid of it if I could, but I just know that part of the positive change in the world can be seeing the good in ourselves, seeing the good in others, and then seeing how we are no different from anybody on at any corner of the world. Um, and this just seemed like fantastic entry level um, because you, you really just need maybe a piece of paper or uh, uh, something to write on and you mm-hmm. can start your practice. And I just thought this can be part of the gift I give to the world, just showing up, you know, it's got less to do with me than it does the practice and how I might be able to help people navigate the difficulties of remembering to come to do a habit every day. So. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, something small as being grateful and you're not saying, Hey, be grateful for, a hundred things and you're not saying be grateful for other people and what they're doing it's a personal gratitude that each person has but even recognizing that and we've talked it on past episodes before guys the importance of gratitude and, and identifying things you're grateful for in your heart and how that can impact your mental health yeah and so you know for, for someone who's done this practice um consistently for at least i think we're at what like a hundred 80 plus days or something, but the time of I this think recording. It's 189 as of today. Yeah. 189 days of uh, doing gratitude. Have you noticed a difference or a change in your, your perspective or your mental health? I have. Um, mm-hmm. I have. I have had some problematic times in my life. And despite that, I've always had somewhat of a, a Pollyanna ish uh, view on the world. Not, not unrealistic ever, but I've just, I think maybe because of my parents, been able to find the good in bad situations almost mm. always, um, as you might know. And then as of most people might know, as of the time of this recording, we are going through some very challenging times. And I don't think I'd be navigating them I'm not saying I'm handling everything well, but I don't think I'd be navigating it with much grace if it weren't for my gratitude practice and always being able to come back to what we call a jolt, just one little thing. Um, If you can think of just one little thing a day, even when you don't really don't want to, um, it helps to know that you can come back the next day and do the same. And we in the community give you permission. If you need to just, show up and be grateful for the same thing you were yesterday, do it. Like you're probably always grateful for puppies or coffee or hugs or all the beautiful parts of humanity. So just be grateful for that again, show up, show yourself that you're the type of person that 
is willing to consistently practice this habit and it just starts to spread out quite well. Um, not to get too in the weeds, but one of I've, I've learned a lot from the group and one of the members very openly and, and vulner- vulnerably shared her processing the death of her mother in our group. And she knew it was coming. She even shared the leading up portion and it, it just taught us all so much. And then this year, unfortunately I lost my sister in February unexpectedly. And that is the sort of event that normally would in the past has put me in a pretty bad downward spiral. Um, And this time, while being able to feel all my feelings and my grief, I just had a little bit more clarity of the things I could be grateful for with our relationship, with Mm -hmm. what she meant to me, with what I knew I meant to her because she let me know. Um, So, you know, it's it's not the answer for everything, but just practicing this thing Daily is super powerful, but then practicing it in a group of, of humans, you know, you, you just start to learn a lot about humanity, humanity mm-hmm. as well as learn a lot about yourself. So I was very surprised that I handled things the way I did with my grieving process still continuing. But like I said, having a little bit more element of grace more than uh, crash and burn. I'm an emotional person, so. Well, I am so sorry for your loss, first of all, right? That's difficult, right? I have two sisters. I can understand how difficult that can be. Um, second, you know, that's, it seems like an amazing side effect or a yeah. side effect makes it seem kind of ancillary, but it seems like a powerful effect yeah. of what you're doing. And, yeah. you know, you keep saying grace and, and, in the power of it. And I have to agree. There's something about grace that we don't really think about. It's like the unspoken thing. We talk about power. We talk about, um, you know, effort. Nobody really talks about grace and what it does. And I think with with what the example you just shared, how that can be different, Mm -hmm. right? It's not having all the answers, but having the grace to understand or the grace to handle whatever is, coming your way. And so what I wanted to ask, given what you've done and how the people you've worked with and the community members you have, and I'm sure you've had people of varying degrees of comfort with this, probably I would imagine, right? Okay. Yeah. What do you tell someone who's like, Hey, I'm, I'm joining. I have no idea how to do this. In fact, um, I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. What, what help? Yeah. Where we start there is typically with a warm memory. Um, It's so easy to look through the lens of the past. And and sometimes it's not as accurate as we want it to be. But we can almost always find something we're grateful for in the past. Sometimes more easily than we can something that's in the present. Because not everybody is in the present at that moment. So they might not have the the sensitivity or the skill or the uh, the gratitude muscle to sense what they're grateful for right now. Like they may not have been 
taking an account of what's going on with them right now. But if we shoot it back to the past, man, it gets so much easier. So I, I typically will start it with that, like name uh, a memory with a loved one that you can be grateful for. Mm. And that's our, our place to start. Um, my prompts, I'm pretty good at being simple. I'm really, my wife wouldn't agree. She'd say, I'm so <laughs> complex. But my, the, simplifying the, the, it here. The sim- simplicity of this all is think about something that you use today that it would have been harder if you didn't have it. I mean, I am very grateful for this laptop. Having our conversation right now would be way harder if I had to yell to where you're at. So I'm very grateful for my laptop and the technology that carries our voices to each other. Um, as we just start to open it up, if you, it, almost everything in everyday life becomes a miracle when you think about it. So that's interesting because I think a lot of people would gloss over something like that and think that's too small sure. of to be grateful for. Like, is that how it works? You know, and I sure. think I think we give these misconceptions on size and like if it's not a if it doesn't have a big impact, I can't really it's not really something I should be grateful for or right. you know, glossing over the things you just example you just gave or so on and so forth. Or I've run out today has just been a day. And so, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, I never would have thought to, like, I probably would have been one person who glossed over the fact that I should be grateful and am for Zoom and yeah. for the ability for us to have this conversation. It's truly amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by, I think by simplifying it that way, you realize that there are, I mean, life is peaks and valleys, right? And what makes the peaks special is there aren't a ton of them. Mm. So you're not going to have that massive peak every day. Um, and one of the ways that we, as a, a smaller culture, the way we make it okay for people to public it, publicly express that, because I prompt daily and then people come into the group and express what they're grateful for that day, is we've got a, a foundational rule that somebody's gratitude is theirs. That's it. It's not up for judgment. It's not up for comment. It may, if you're generally curious or supportive, it, it can be talked about, but we very much have it so that everybody knows that their gratitude is theirs. And you can say something so small and it's okay because it's not all going to be the peaks. Um, social media, I think, has some people feeling like their life should be peaks all the time, but mm. the peaks and valleys are what truly makes our lives beautiful. Yeah, I think I think you're top. right about social media. And I think it brings a mentality of if it's not that way, how dare I share it? But I also love that you say, you know, gratitude is personal. You know, it's not there for someone else to judge or comment on or, you know, reflect upon. It is what it is to that person for them in whatever way. I mean, it is. So, I want to take a step back because, you know, I, I think we've helped people try to figure out how to start a gratitude practice. But I'm curious about you, Jeff. And the question I have is, you know, have you always been this way? Granted, you started this gratitude practice in the last year and a half or something like that. But, you know, was young Jeff someone who understood what gratitude was or? Um, he 
did. And it happened. One of the things that was pretty profound, you know, we're talking about peaks and valleys. I've had mm-hmm. some, some valleys when I was younger in middle school, my father was diagnosed with a brain tumor and he had to go and get a couple surgeries. And on one of those surgeries, uh, where he was staying, I think at uh, Sinai Hospital, we went to visit him. He had just finished. It was kind of hard to see my dad with stitches in his head and everything like that, much skinnier than he used to be in a hospital bed. Mm -hmm. And on the way home, we get closer to our house and we definitely smell smoke. And then we start to see the the lights from the fire trucks. And we're like, oh, somebody's house is on fire. (laughs) It might be on our block. So we get closer and closer. And then Uh. we realize our house is on fire. It had been struck by lightning while we were visiting my father in the hospital. So it all except for one corner of the house and a little bit of the shell was just burnt to pieces and, and water damaged and smoke damaged. So that was pretty catastrophic. You can imagine that put me in a bit of a valley. One of the things that I noticed was an outpouring of kindness from the community. Like that night, you know, you, when you're a kid, to have a house and then go away from it and then to come home and you don't have a house anymore, that's a weird feeling. But, you know, somebody else said, hey, you can stay in our house. And we did. And then somebody saw uh, the story in the newspaper and they said, hey, we've got a horse farm and there are like some uh, workers' houses on the farm that aren't being right used right now. And you guys can live there while your house is being rebuilt. And then oh, wow. as we get a little bit closer, uh, we're doing some yard work because our house is being rebuilt on top of the old frame. And all of a sudden, this huge crew of people shows up and they rebuild my treehouse, which was torn down the, through the whole process by like the fire trucks and everything like that so they could get through. And I'm just thinking to myself, why are these people doing this for me? They don't even know me. And it was at that exact point that one, gratitude washed over me, filled me up to the brim, and two, the understanding of love and kindness of strangers like kicked in the question answered itself but i i do remember standing in my gravel driveway like why are they doing this right but it's because they're kind and they knew somebody needed help so from that point on i actually did have a very rocky future after that um dealing with drug addiction and depression and things like that. Uh, Even as early as my last years of middle school, I was already getting into that stuff. But from my account and other people's accounts, I was always a very incredibly positive person. And it's although I was very much dealing with a a dark spiral inside, Mm -hmm. I wasn't putting on a a front or anything like that from that point forward, even though I didn't know how to get out of my own deep, dark spiral, I could always see the best in people and the positive parts in the world because I had essentially hit rock bottom to me, like my, you know, middle school version of rock bottom pretty young. So, and then after addiction, it was even easier to see because I had, I had, forcefully taken myself to my own personal rock bottom a second time and had to, you know, deal 
with my feelings and do a whole lot of soul searching and things like that to get out. So just, I know that might've been a little bit more than you were looking for, but if you're, yes. if you're just listening to the podcast, you can't see my face right now, which is like <laughs> jaw down, like what? Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah those are valleys. Those, those are valleys. Those are valleys for sure. Yeah. But it sounds like you're, you learned about gratitude and, and what it can do to help. And it seems like it was something you held on to yeah. through those valleys. Yeah. And it, helped, every it helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. We don't talk about gratitude, right? And it's only recently that I, I'm hearing more and more about the importance of gratitude and why we should be grateful and identify these things. But I always wonder, and you, you talk about gratitude on a global scale. Do you do you know what the effect of gratitude is on an age scale? Because I feel like you know if kids yeah. started being grateful for things, <laughs> the kids are ungrateful. Right. <laughs> but if, but if we taught kids how to be grateful and and start this practice early, right? It just yeah. seems late that I'm yeah. jumping on the gratitude train. Uh, but for a child like yours who yeah. saw that and was like, "Wow, it rocked your life. It changed your life." Yeah. I don't want to put words in your in your mouth there, but um, no, you're right. Accurate. You're listening. Okay. Yeah, very well. Then I, I feel like other kids could benefit from that. Do you do you work, have kids joined your group or you know, those of okay. age? Yes, I've seen it work very well with kids. And if we were just to talk about how brilliant kids are at picking up anything, no offense to us old people, they'll be. <laughs> better at it in a week than mm. we will in three months because they are sharp and they are unencumbered by the, <laughs> the problems of the world. And yeah. if we were to think about what we're teaching them, we're teaching them to see the good in the world. And if they refine that sight to see all the mm -hmm. good things in the world, they're going to have, it's not that you, you can't see the bad things. You're still going to see those things. It's that you're, seeing good things muscle, your, your sight is strong and kids pick up on it quickly. And I've seen them have a lot of joy in it. I, I have uh, talked to a couple parents of, of people, uh, excuse me, a couple people who are parents that are in our group. And they say that they now do gratitude before or after dinner or That's as a fantastic. Bedtime, uh, routine. And they said it's changed things a lot. And wouldn't all parents love it if their kids were a little bit more grateful for their yeah. parents or life or things? Like we've had um, past guests recently um, in the 200 episodes, Dr. Kristen Race and Dr. Kevin G, um, who have spoken about gratitude and how even having that practice of identifying three things at the dinner table and saying it out loud can yeah. be a difference for individuals. And the yeah. aspect, and, and the interesting thing is, one of the things I try to do with podcasts and with um, the work I do is to encourage people to make their own choices. And one of the things to help people do that, to help get the message across, is reflection. Yeah. And gratitude is such a strong part of it, right? Because you have to be in a space where you open yourself up to honesty and reflection yeah. of, of what's going on. And that's one, one of the reasons I think, you know, taking care of your mental health is so important because things like this help you to deal with 
the valleys, but also remind you that there are positive spikes here and there. Yeah. Might just be a spike, might be a, a a long one, but they exist. They do. Yeah. So when when you're working on this and you know you're talking to the people in your community and and it's growing the way mm-hmm. it is, have you seen an impact on others from this? That's a little bit hard of a. Uh, it's a little tough question to ask. I mean, because I'm asking about the effects of others, but have you seen from an impact on what you're doing? I have. Um, and it's, it's noticing, it's listening, and it's, it's reading and, and trying to learn. But as I, I do things like um, put out surveys, like little forms to the community, because mm-hmm. I want them to know that, that, that this isn't, a me thing. It never has been. It is had. It's just me naming a group and and bringing a little bit of culture and a couple of rules to it of inclusivity and understanding and openness. And from that point, like I, I very much lean on them to help me run the group and take ownership of it. And people have said that they the first thing that they look forward to when they wake up in the morning, and I'm the very same way, is waking up and reading other people's comments of what they're grateful for. They've called it, you know, a part of Facebook that is like no other part of Facebook. Um, you know, it's it's the anti-internet. Like it, it is the thing that gives them a positive perspective. And th- the best thing, the best comment, the best compliment our group could get is when somebody says something like, you know, I was I, I was doing so and so. I was doing my gardening. I was working whatever it may be. And I just noticed something I was grateful for because that's, that's the goal. It's not the, the practice is awesome, but when it's a reflex, so I've seen it, I've seen the practice turn into a reflex for people. And that's what keeps me stoked. That's like, is, is wonderful. I love all the feel good stuff, but when I know that they've I, I called it tip, they've turned into a tipping domino of sunshine like they've they've tipped they're they're on the the right side they're just going to notice things they're grateful for now and that's that's my my end goal for everybody if i can just support them long enough well what i love is um it, it's such a simple thing right but when you talk about them in that way and you, you call them a tipping point of a domino no, that's not. How did you say it? Tipping uh, a domino of sunshine. Is what domino I, of I, sunshine. Tipping. It's a yeah. t- tipping point. Domino of sunshine. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Apologies for butchering that, but it's an apt analogy because an, it just takes one domino, right? Sure and the tipping point starts a ripple effect, a domino exactly. effect, ripple effect, butterfly exactly. effect. Huge yes. believer of it. Yes. Right, because that positivity that that domino of sunshine gives and sends out into their, you know, network of people shows and, and starts having an influence on those people that it touches. And then they take something and touch. And if this COVID thing, as I've said before, guys has shown us nothing. It is how quickly and tightly we all can reach one another. Yeah. Right. And so that domino sunshine is going to spread across the world as fast as COVID did. Yep. 
if not faster. And it makes a better community. It makes a better country. It makes a better world. And that is awesome. And it all begins with the simple push from you to start a movement. And granted, you probably thought, you know, global is going to have this impact. I love it. I just want to let you know that it's awesome. Thank you. That you're that doing you're, this. We, you are a domino. You, you've <laughs> tipped in the direction of sunshine and you're going to tip more people. I think one of the things that is a little glossed over, you know, we, we, we talked about grace and, and, and power. Mm-hmm. You, me, all of us are immensely powerful. And I, I mean that. Like we can positively turn around, change somebody's day for the better with a smile, a compliment, saying something we admire about mm-hmm. somebody else, thanking something, expressing our gratitude for them. Um, these are little things that are really just immensely powerful. And I, I'd like everybody to know that because if you have power and you don't know that you have it, or if you have power and you don't know how to use it, uh, you might either squander it or not use it well. But if we just know that we we can very much positively affect the people around us, mm-hmm. and it's it's not uh, it's not faking anything. It's not pretending everything is okay all the time. It's just bringing positivity to a situation, um, bringing your best self to a situation. You know what's interesting? A story I'll share is I, I was at a job, and in this job there were. Um, cubes everybody worked in a cube and because they were in a cube people kind of stayed in the cube so i get, i come to this new job and it, you guys might not know i'm not a very personable person uh just kidding right it's the entire <laughs> opposite <laughs> like what i was like what what are you talking about um and so i am a people person though and i like to get to know people and so every day i would kind of make my rounds around everyone nice. and just check in and see even if we weren't working together be like hey you have a good day how things going kids okay grandkids what's going on Mm -hmm. right just two seconds just to say hi around and it was and some people were thrown by that they're like what What? What yeah people come to see me and i'm like yeah just want to see how you're doing you know and mind you they don't do it and i'm not saying that you have to do it or that they had to do it but that was something I felt I needed to do just based on my own personality and knowing people, getting to know people and, and, you know, being a people person in that I care about the people I work with. Yeah. And so um, I was leaving the company and ironically, we all had a, we had a going away party and someone was saying, it's like, Amy, these guys don't come out for anybody. Wow. And they all came out. We did a happy hour they all came out. Even the most reclusive person came out and she, um, you know, she's not one who likes to drive in the dark and stuff like that, but she came. And I was so touched when somebody said that. I was like, really? Okay. And, you know, it's not that I had that lasting impact, but, you know, to know that you can change someone's day by just checking in with them, like you said. And that's what I think, um, they said was, you know, just the fact that you took time to ask about them or smile at them or whatever it is, um, made an impression on them. So people, you never know guys, unless you talk to someone, what they're going through and how they're, they're doing it, but you do you, that's just, it's just a story to share about the power of 
like uh, Jeff was saying, smiling or asking someone how their day is can be impactful. Yeah, that little I'd like to commend your power, Amy J. That is and 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 exercising it and knowing it was it was something inside of you that you were probably going to do anyway, but just realizing the impact of it and and continuing to do it is is really awesome because it is something seemingly mundane, but it makes people's days. I'd like to also just in the, the chasing the vein of chasing dreams Mm -hmm. say that if you um, have any opportunities to, and this is, you know, we, we are all boosted up by the, the, the people around us. I don't believe in self-made men or self-made women. I believe we are always standing on the shoulders of giants. And I very much believe in telling people around me that I believe in them. And then I tell them why. Um, and I, I mentored youth back in, in Baltimore. I, I, uh, I co-founded and was the executive director of a nonprofit called Mission Fit. So I had the opportunity to work with a whole lot of youth. And out of that, that much larger group, I found ones that very much uh, were looking for more guidance and would, would be the ones to come to me with questions and everything like that. And I, one of the things that uh, lifted me up and the way that I can be who I am today is other people telling me they believed in me, whether that was in music or when I transitioned from music to being a personal trainer or when I transitioned from being a personal trainer to being an executive director of something. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not have necessarily had the courage to do anything that I've done had somebody else not said they believed in me. So, with those young people that I've worked with and still stay in touch with, today even though i live in maui i am sure to tell them that i believe in them and you know that is one way we can lift others and i might just say that if you don't have that in your own life give it to other people a little bit more and you might start to see that coming back to you as well. that's awesome that's awesome and a, a valid point i mean sometimes you give out in the world and don't do it for the expectation of receipt, but you never know but how it'll turn out. Yeah. Never know what, how, how it turns out. Yeah. I'm constantly surprised by me how things too. turn out. <laughs> Jeff, let me ask you with all your experience going up and down with global gratitude and things you're doing, what is one thing you would tell these guys to do today? I would encourage them to commit to 30 days of gratitude And I would encourage them to do that with the jolt method, the just one little thing, J-O-L-T, just one little thing. And just to, you know, get your index card or your notebook that you weren't using for other things that you said you were going to, you know, use for Mm -hmm. organizing something. We we all have one around the house somewhere. The 99 cent composition notebook. (laughs) Get it line it out uh, one through 30 and just say just one thing per day. And if you found any resistance to that, I might up the challenge to just joining our our group Global Gratitude Jar on Facebook. Um, If you found any resistance to doing it by yourself, 
like just just hop into the group it'll be much easier but at a minimum do the exercise take 30 days to say it takes so little time out of your day just to think of one thing you're grateful for write it down and leave it and see how you feel after that 30 days i love it guys 30 days give it a chance see what happens and you know join us over at global gratitude jar and I'll probably have resistance. So I'm going to join. Yeah, join the group. It's so much easier. You'll have momentum because of it. See? This weekend, I'm, I'm joining. There All right, go. we got to get to know you a little bit better, Jeff, with some questions. You ready? Awesome. I'm so ready. All right. These are random. And Love I did so not scared. make the questions. <laughs> Question one. Did you ever dislike a celebrity you had admired because of something you learned about them? Ooh. Oh. 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 I'm sure I have. Let me. Um, That's interesting. So it's like they were, you were a fan, but then something happened and you're like, oh, I was rooting for you. You messed up. Yes. And that would most likely just have to do with, I would say that on the side of the flip side of something that bothers you is typically a value that, mm-hmm. that you hold to be true. So when people, when I find out a celebrity has been rude to other people, that mm. is such a letdown to me. And uh, conversely, when I find out that a celebrity has been awesome to people, they shoot to the top of my list. I really don't care what movies or music they've done. Um, they're just, they're my guy or my girl. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Who would you choose? Although you technically didn't come up with a single person. Just true. Um so I'll have to say I have such a hard time finding negative things. I'll say that the anti that is is the rock. I just love him. Let me think of who I was disappointed <laughs> of when I, they were I, cool. I will say, um in case it helps, you might not have the same person. I was a huge Dean Kane fan. Oh, yeah. In uh Lois and Clark. Uh he's done some other stuff. Ripley's believe it or not. Uh, I believe he did also, but then found out he is a, again, we're not trying to get political, but based on the question, uh, yes. that he is a Trump supporter. Yeah. And that made me sad. I I do have somebody now. I, I do now that you said that. And this is not, this is not at all political. It is just having to do with principles and, and fundamentals. Mm-hmm. The, um, uh, what uh, the the creator of the Dilbert Dilbert comics is mm-hmm. is widely touted as a a great thinker and he's a hypnotist and and focuses a lot on persuasion and comedy and life and I recently saw him kind of making and he absolutely lost me at this point I'm glad you said what you said because he absolutely lost me at a point when he was making a suggestion towards quote unquote, the black community, that if riots and looting were to continue, that he wouldn't want to help anymore. As if the black community is is one united front where everybody thinks the same thing and everybody acts the same for the same cause. And at oh. that very second, it, I just felt like He's he lost was falling two. into... He, yeah, I... He He's lost, lost two. Yeah. He's lost so, two now. Yeah. It I was, was a fan of him. Man, we were yeah. rooting for you. I know. Guy. Yeah. Uh, and he has no, not, I, I, I have not listened to him since, but that was a disappointment because I, I his, bet. 
Now I feel I don't feel bad that I don't remember your name entirely. Dilbert guy. <laughs> Dilbert guy, exactly. We won't call him the Dilbert guy. Dilbert guy. All yeah. right. A better question. Number two. Who would you choose as Time Magazine's Person of the Year if it was in your control? Oh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. I would say that one of the, the, the person that I'm a, a I develop content and mm-hmm. I also ingest it. And when I ingest it, I go all in. So the person I'm going all in on right now, a person I could just listen to this person talk as much as they want to talk and they do talk a lot. So it's, it's a lot, but uh, I, I will just go through and see every piece of writing I can find by that person as well as interviews. And for me right now, a person who I think has gotten love on the civil rights side, but has not been, uh, in my opinion, treasured as much as they should be as an American treasure and as a treasure of the world is uh, Brother Cornell West, Dr. Cornell West. And I'm on a deep dive of his right now just because he he kind of comes in and out of speaking a lot and not speaking a lot. And mm-hmm. he's coming out right now at the same well. the same time that I am self-reflecting and trying to process what's going on in the world. And at certain points, he is very much helping me process. So I don't know that he's been on the cover of Time Magazine before, but if he hasn't, I would like to say Dr. Cornell West. That is a great nomination. Solid. All right. I'm going to selflessly ask you to name this in Maui and Baltimore so that I can go to the place in Baltimore. Where's your favorite place to eat lunch? Ooh, favorite place to eat lunch. I'm going to say, so tacos always win my heart. Delicious. Always. And I'm going to say in in Maui, which you are more than welcome to visit. I've got a guest room. Thank you. Um, In Maui, it'd be a place called Surf Club. And in Baltimore, I'm going to go with... This is terrible. I'm spacing on the name of it right now, but it is in the Remington community. Uh, it's in Remington. It's female owned. Oh, why am I spacing on this? This is so embarrassing. All right. Best tacos you, ever. You, you gave one, but you're going to have to text me I'm that one. Think, yeah, I definitely will. You're going to have to message me that, that one. I, could, I haven't been there in a little while. So. so it's a taco place in the Remington area in Maryland, ah. female owned restaurant brilliantly decorated the vibe is wonderful it's it's such a tease uh, Jeff you're such a tease oh yeah show notes go to the show notes (laughs) I'm sorry restaurant (laughs) owner that I couldn't represent (laughs) question four what do you do when you need to blow off stress great question uh I move my body in some way um that very much comes from being a younger person diagnosed with uh, ADD or ADHD. And at that time, I was just a young human being a young human with boundless energy, but they didn't necessarily know what to do with it. And a lot of my emotional groundedness and level-headedness has come from expressing human movement in some way. Um, That could be lifting a weight. That could be 
going outside and I don't necessarily like running, but I like running in a more playful way, like tag running. I love the game of tag. Um, I haven't done that in a while. If I just move my body in some way, a lot of problems start to go away, like grumpiness, anxiety, things like that. Um, It could be as simple as just going, doing 10 like downward to upward dogs. It just lets something loose in endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So question, is it Clavel? It is. It's Clavel. Thank you. Clavel. Google. Google guys. Yes. I, you know, I wasn't going to be the one to do that, but I but, almost did. Cause so I actually searched me. Remington, Maryland, tacos, female owned. Female owned. And it. it came up. Yes. So Clavel. 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 Yes, please go. I have never been. Well, I don't know if you can go yet as of publication. Uh, you could do takeout and delivery. Podcast. Oh, there you go. I would say that the, the ambiance is part of what makes it so wonderful. Fantastic. Um, candles, wood tables great tacos hmm. all right so we, we saved that guys you can check yeah. the show notes yeah. um interesting question for the last one have you ever lied about your age no but i forget it often <laughs> i'm 40 <laughs> i know that because i had a conversation with a young man today i i went to the park to be out in the sunshine a little bit and i was doing some hill sprints and there was a young man out there training doing some parachute sprints like an athlete i'm doing it just to move my body to feel good and stay able he's doing it because he's a baseball player and he needs to be fast but we just got in a little conversation he's like brah how old are you i was like (laughs) i think i'm 40 and i i'm sticking to it it really doesn't matter that much to me so i have no reason to lie about it but i will forget all the time how old i am I can understand that. I can understand that. Jeff, thank you so much for coming onto the show. If these awesome people connect with you, how can they reach you? What, where can they find you on the worldwide web? Easiest way. So if you wanted to unpack anything I said further and, and start a conversation, gb at thejeffreyblake.com is my email. And I encourage you to write me. I love, I write everybody back and I like conversations funny enough. And if you wanted to join the Global Gratitude Jar, um, there's I started a network separate of Facebook because I realized that Facebook's kind of carrying its own weight right now in so many ways, uh, mm. both as a company and as a culture and as a society. So I have the Facebook group called Global Gratitude Jar. If you were just to search for that in the little search bubble, you'd find us pretty easy. And I also started my own network separate of that that we'll include in the show notes yep guys you can find it there well jeff thank you so much for taking the time being on the show any last words for these guys i just hope that everybody while they were listening to this and this great conversation that amy and i've had that you were just subconsciously starting to think about things you're grateful for that they were just starting to to bubble a little bit and pop up and when one does, I hope that you write it down and, and keep that going. I love it, guys. Connect with Jeff. You won't regret it. It'll be amazing. Incorporate gratitude into your life. One thing. Remember, Jolt, just one little thing. That's right. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. 
Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.